For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. What's up, Panther fans? It's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com, where every Tuesday night we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective, my name's Tony Dunn. They call me the professor. I'm here with my wheel man, Cody Lashney. What's up, my friend? Tony Dunn, it's a Tuesday night. You know there's nowhere I'd rather be than chilling with the boys, hanging out. Man, Cam Newton did a podcast on the pivot. Uh, there was a lot of revealing information that we got from that. More talks about uh, Baker Mayfield. We'll talk about that further. Um, some breaking news. With our cheerleaders, that ought to be a fun discussion. But Tony Dunn, as always, you know we're going to do this with the best Panther fans. And all of YouTube, you already know him and love him. It's our man Drew, ATX19, Craig Cartner, Dan Floyd, Jacqueline McCown, Jerome, Joey the Blind Panther, Matt Knows Nothing, Off Grid, Omar Tillman, Panther Pickle, Tim Estes, William Taylor, Tony Dunn, and nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. Cam Newton will be the discussion on this podcast till he's not the discussion one day, and that day is not tonight because he went on the pivot, and it's going to give us a lot of fodder to talk uh, talk about. I'm sure a lot of the Cam Newton haters will have a lot to say about it, and the Cam Newton supporters are glad to see his pretty face again or his mug out there smoking them cigars. Tonight's show is QB's Done Dirty. I'm broadcast. I'm on the road, guys. I'm in Helen, Georgia, in the mountains of Helen, Georgia. So we're going to kind of have to gangster rig the um, the the calls. I'll play them off my phone. The number's 252-228-5098. CK's in the house. Welcome back, my friend. Hey, I'm uh, happy to be here with the boys talking about some Panthers news. I mean, not really Panthers news, but maybe a little bit of Panthers news and I, I feel like this is going to be heavily quarterback centric and it's probably us talking about a lot of quarterbacks that aren't even Panthers quarterbacks anymore um, <laughs> or even ever were Panthers quarterbacks. Uh, so, or ever uh, will be ever will be right. So we're going to, we're going to oh, have some boy. good discussions. And honestly, with the whole Cam Newton thing, I'm probably going to have an opposite opinion to some of you guys. So uh, let's mm-hmm. keep it going. Okay. okay. 
Uh, tonight's show, you did say that we, uh, we're going to be talking about cheerleaders and quarterbacks, and there are some legs on those stories. There are some <laughs> legs. Hey. Greg, every time they say, <laughs> Cody said it now, CK said it once, The Boys All I Can Go To is my favorite show, The Boys on Amazon. I've been over the moon. I watched the first two seasons all over again. Watch the first three episodes, the boys. Anytime that it makes my heart happy, mm. uh, and I got to say, if, don't be a cunt. Hundred <laughs> uh, percent. Yeah, absolutely. I said it before we got on her. Absolutely, the best uh, superhero show there is on television. Do not let your children watch it. It will blow you away. If you haven't seen any of it, I recommend it completely. It's it's an amazing show, and season three definitely deliver so far with the first three episodes i'm blown away by it but i'm actually more blown away by ck's hot take on top gun one right before we got on the show like ooh, it's it's good stuff but i'm glad you know the second one that's awesome uh we have before the show we're discussing what we're watching what we're doing and uh we're talking about streaming services things we're watching started with the boys then it went to top gun ck's a big fan of the new one uh, and it turns out the whole internet is a big fan of the new one. I am really surprised that the internet has been, and I'm not trying to say they that this was a bad movie. Or I'm not going down that lane. I'm not, I don't trust the internet when it's kind. Right. And uh, I don't know why the internet has been so kind. I'm just used to them dumping on everything i'm worried now is like that world's ending that uh maverick <laughs> has united the people it yeah it's almost like wonder woman like you didn't know what was happening it was like you couldn't find somebody who really had a lot of bad things to say about it it's like i mean spider-man was that way i mean yeah we've spider-man we've point. had quite a few movies that have been uh incredible movies and it's probably because we have been accustomed to movies being just we have we're in a society now where of the mini series as opposed to blockbuster movies, right? Um, so when we watch The Boys, really The Boys is a movie, right? Just a really long movie, and you see one sequel leading to the next and to the next. That's really the long-form type of entertainment we've now become accustomed to. So when you see a movie like a Spider-Man, like Top Gun, uh, or any of these movies that have been considered some of the greatest that have come out in the past decade, it's because... They're doing things that they're getting us that same level of excitement, but doing it in a way that's still keeping us entertained for two and a half, three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and Top Gun did not fall short of that. I went into it with the expectation of because I also seen I had seen all these incredible reviews, and I was thinking, you know, I'm probably going to go in with an inflated idea of what it's going to be and come come away disappointed. So I was a little bit kind of like I was neutral going into it, but definitely excited. I don't like the first one. Like I watched the first one. I rewatched the first one and it was okay. It was like, it was, Oh, it was fine. It was just one of the weakest narratives that I've ever seen right? of a, of, a, of an actual show or, or a movie. Um, and this just absolutely destroyed. Um, and so uh, I, anybody interested in Top Gun, I, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Uh, I yeah, I just uh, got to say I disagree. <laughs> uh, and mo- mainly with your take on the first Top Gun than anything. So we'll save that discussion for later. and We'll, get, we'll delve. We'll kind of circle back and touch in on those things. Um, 
Cody, the last two weeks have been arguably uh, the quietest and slowest news weeks for the Carolina Panthers and maybe the eight years that I've covered them or 10 years that we've been doing this podcast. This is usually something pops up, a story pops up. Something saved us this week, Cam Newton said. What saved us last week? Something happened. Oh, we talked about the um the show they have where we the draft thing. Whatever their insider show is, the Panthers do. What do we call it? Again? Yeah, the um the Panthers Confidential. Yeah. So we got that, but really not a lot going on. Uh and really uh I guess today. I saw it come out today. I don't know if it came out yesterday, this podcast, The Pivot. Uh, it's a cool podcast. Fred Taylor. Uh, yeah. Cha- what's the other guy? I don't know. I forget. Uh, Chan- Brian uh, Clark and Chowder. Uh, yeah, Channing Crowder. Channing Crowder. Uh, He's yeah, funny. Channing. Yeah, I do listen. And look, so for those of you who haven't seen it, you have to go watch it. I've been following them for a long time now. And I want to give a little preface here. Tony, this is the proof that what we're doing is what we need to be doing, man. Podcasts in 2022 are undefeated. Not only are we just as legitimate as the other major networks, but we're even more legitimate, man. When people are able to come to podcasts like this, they spend hours listening to it. And that's why I love The Pivot, too, because it's former NFL players talking to NFL players. Right about nfl things so shout out to those guys i think they're doing great but yeah they had uh none other than cameron jarrell newton on the latest issue uh edition of the pivot podcast and we're getting ready to um i'm gonna play a clip right here and this is partly the reason for my thumbnail i threw together this uh cam newton versus baker mayfield type of face off because yeah while baker mayfield is still certainly in the question uh that's another conversation to be had. Cam Newton and the rest of the guys have gotten into a conversation about where does Cam Newton rank in the NFL right now? How many other quarterbacks are better than Cam Newton? And shout out to Channing, man, because he was willing to play the heel in this podcast. And he even kind of pushed back on Cam Newton a little bit more than we've ever kind of seen before. Uh, let's look at a clip from that podcast. And I said it. There's not 32 guys better than me. Still, you still feel the exact same. Cam. On my soul. Cam. On my soul. On my soul. Yo, oh, I, oh, I couldn't. Bro, wait. look at his face. You, know, Ooh, you knew it was coming. Ooh, I couldn't wait. Ooh, I couldn't wait. <laughs> you Ooh, knew it was coming. So ask your question and let's debate. Because at the end of the day, comparing apples to apples, the oranges, the oranges, certain situations for certain situations. And if you think that I couldn't be on somebody's team right now, you a damn fool. As, as a starter, Dude, man, as listen. a starter, as a franchise, as a Super Bowl contender, bro, Cam, I, you are big as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like to be a quarterback, bro, mm-hmm. you are a defensive end playing quarterback, bro. I love you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I draft you to my teams on Madden. Right. And I trade for you. Right. We ain't talking but about right that. now, bro, about, real life, you real are life. 33 years old. Yes, sir. You done got old. Yeah. You're one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the world right now. Cam, I can't, I cannot accept that. I can't accept it. That I'm not I saw what you did in New England. 
Mm-hmm. When you went back to Carolina, I saw what happened. Like, like the proof's in the pudding. Tell, tell me. I'm- so that's where the that's where the clip ends. Uh, and I'll, I'll 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 get Cam Cam Newton's response in a minute. But damn, man, dude, Channing really kind of kind of laid into Cam Newton, and Cam kind of goes on to make his point. Um, but I feel like it's a good discussion right now. Cam, you know, he said he says. You know, there are he's not a bottom five quarterback in the NFL. And and he even went to Channing and he was like, you know, everybody talks about top five, top ten, but who's the bottom five? Basically, like trying to say, are are you gonna tell me that those bottom five guys are better than me as as an NFL player? What do y'all think, man? Uh, what uh, I'm gonna let y'all, I, y'all go on this in chat room. Y'all sound off too, man. Well, I'll go ahead and give you my uh, my opinion because I, like I said, I think I'm gonna probably have an opposite opinion to a lot of the people in chat. And I'm a known Cam lover. I think that um, there's some validity in Cam believing that he is better than the bottom five, right? But people aren't looking for the bottom five. Right. They're not looking for a bottom five quarterback in the you know top 32. Right. They're looking for that top 10. So they're not going to go after a guy who doesn't even have confidence that he's a top 10. Right. Um, and it doesn't feel like Cam has that 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 belief system just based on what we're seeing there. Um, I don't know if we want to talk about what he said later on, but um, I felt like after watching a good portion of this, it made me cringe a little bit for Cam. Um. I heard a lot of things that you don't normally hear from a quarterback about how it was other people's fault, right? It was supporting cast. Like, uh, and I, and then he, he had to back in it, but you really saw his belief was that it wasn't my fault. Um, and so I, I respect Channing's position on this. Um, I, I don't think that it's a, a, an unfair question of whether Cam's a top 32. I think if you look at the bottom five, I think Cam Newton certainly could be better than them. And I think he has a higher potential to be able to come back and, 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 you know, his, his uh, level of play in, in recent years um, or, you know, prior to the most recent years makes it worthy of him trying to get an opportunity. But again, are, are these people going to go out and try to pay for a veteran quarterback who is a Cam Newton's caliber, who is a bottom five in the league when it comes to quarterbacks. All right. No, no, I, I, I might jump in on this, man. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there, CK. It, it, it is, I could see why it's difficult for a team to jump into that. But, Cody, you asked the question, is he better than the bottom five? I'm just going by the NFL.com's ranking of starting quarterbacks this year. Bottom five are Zach Wilson, Sam Darnold, Trevor Lawrence, David Mills, Justin Fields. Would you take Cam Newton over right now in the state everybody's in? I'm talking about future with, like, Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. Like, right now, would you take Cam Newton over any of those five quarterbacks? Sam Darnold, I would. Same again? Justin Fields, David Mills, Trevor Lawrence, Sam Darnold, Zach Wilson. I would take him over Davis Mills. Mm. I would take him over maybe Zach Wilson, too. And the, but that's probably – that's, that, that's number that's six is it. Heineke. I would probably you – know, Oh, yeah, Heineke, I'd take him over Heineke. So. Yeah, I would I'd definitely take him over – take him over Heineke, man. So um, in, the, in that case, we still kind of consider yeah. him a bottom five quarterback. You know, because after that, it's been Roethlisberger, Daniel Jones. So I want to I play um, this clip of Cam. 
and then I want to delve into it a little bit further, right? So, uh, and CK, you just kind of mentioned it, talking about Cam saying what was around him and that, you know, there's a team element to this that he didn't feel was being fairly spoken of. And this is a little bit of that. I put myself in another situation. I was signed on Thursday. I played on Sunday. At what point did you think you was going to be successful? That next week I started. That's still up under 10 days of you being on a team. And you're still trying to learn an offense. This is not a receiver. This is not a safety. This is not a left tackle. This is a quarterback. So before I sit up here and allow the narrative to be made that Cam ain't got it no more, Cam is taking full responsibility and saying that Cam put himself in a fucked up situation, which then had a ricocheted effect to people thinking how you think, which I respect, because we all are entitled to our opinions. Right. I don't necessarily have to agree with it, nor do should you or anybody else who watches this has to agree with it. But I'm saying, I put myself in some fucked up situations thinking that, man, I'm Cam, bro. I'm booked. All right. Now, Carolina. I put my uh, yeah, it started over. And that so again, that's sort of what CK was talking about. And listen, it, it, it's tough if you're Cam Newton to say these things yourself, right? Because if you right. do, then now you're doing the thing that we didn't like it when Teddy Bridgewater did, right? When he was throwing teammates under the bus. But I'll be damned if we have not sat here for the past four years and have seen Cam Newton. And some of it is his fault, and he admits, for putting himself in situations where he is required to play Superman. And yeah, that was on him in the situation that he put himself in. But at the same time, this is what Cam Newton has essentially had to do since he was a Carolina Panther. Hmm. He's had to put the teams on his back. And then when he didn't have the supporting cast around him, when everything else goes bad, Cam Newton is the one getting the the brunt of the blame. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, uh, Cam Newton played good last year, but I do think that he makes a damn good point that look at what he was asked to do. Coming in the middle of of the season, he's not playing receiver. He's not playing offensive tackle. This man is the starting quarterback Mm -hmm. for the Carolina Panthers having to come in Seemingly on a moment's notice. And by the way, are we then going to pretend like that didn't add a whole nother spark of excitement Oh yeah, to that Carolina oh, yeah. Panthers season last year? It's like, well, I definitely think that Cam Newton is better than the past few seasons have given him credit for. Right. And right. I, I really believe that. Now, I don't know if he's ever going to get another chance. Cam does kind of seem resigned to the fact that Maybe he is going to be someone who's just a business owner from now on. But he talks about that drive to still want to perform. So I hope he gets the opportunity. But, Tony, I just don't know if he will. To be fair, he didn't throw anybody under the bus just now. Yeah, no, no, I didn't see the other ones, but that one right oh, there. But who at least, did he, he throw under, under the bus? bus okay? Who would you say he threw under the bus? He said he basically was saying that there were other people that didn't live up to the, uh, to the, I, I guess, to their end of the bargain. Is that okay. false? It's not. But how often have you seen a 
come out there and blame other people. Well, right? And when it happened much- with somebody like Teddy Bridgewater, I think we, we see hated it that. all the time, actually. I think we see quarterbacks throw people under the bus all the time. Or at least even if we don't see quarterbacks do it, we see um, general managers do it. We see right. coaches do it. And I don't really think – I think, like, taking one minor small comment of just saying, like, hey, I didn't do well, but, like, the rest of the team also stunk – is not really throwing people under the bus as much as it's just kind of saying, hey, don't right. forget the Carolina Panthers right. stunk. The but Patriots were not the Patriots you're used to. Did you so not? It's not get- like, oh, you just stepped in. Uh, but I do agree. I think you put it very <clears throat> well, CK, is that the league isn't looking for a bottom 532. Right. With, especially with Cam Newton, you know, is. Um, and the sad thing here for me, this is why I've been uh, opposed. I was not for bringing Cam back last year, right, when we brought him in. Like, yeah, I got excited that he was there because I love Cam. I'm going to cheer for him. But I didn't want um, that to be an out, right? right. It's, like, it's like Cam Newton gets – they hang all of that on Cam. Like the idea – it's just like, hey, this is – I. I'm tired of us misusing and abusing Cam. So I don't want to bring him back and then do kind of not do him wrong. Yeah. Um, So there's something to that. But here's the thing is he didn't say he doesn't believe in himself right now. That's the problem that that's my concern is the Cam Newton that if Cam Newton really had anything left in the tank, like something significant, he would not be talking in terms of I'm bottom five. He would not be, yeah. he probably wouldn't even engage in those conversations, period. But just right. saying, put me in, I'm ready to start. Right. And I'm ready to take, he's not even talking about, uh, he's not even trying to say I can take a team to the playoffs. It's a Super Bowl or nothing like that. He's like, can I play? I'm you better know, I than still- the worst five. Is what he's, you know. Yeah, and it is, um, it almost seems like, and look, his Cam made a mistake. He was right. Is like his, and he said that's like Boogie thinks he can do those things. Like he thinks like he's put himself in those situations of coming to the Panthers on the spur of the moment, letting Matt Rule try to tell him we got a good defense and that there might be an opportunity for us to do something here. Right. You know, he bought into that, and that was almost to the kind of idea of like a boxer who's past his prime, still thinking they can get it done. Do I'm you worried about that? I was worried. Another thing that kind of uh, worried me or, or he was talking about what, what do you think when he talked about the new England experience? All right. So they talked specifically yeah. about the new England experience. And he said, look, I mean, and it had to do with the COVID stuff, right? He wasn't allowed to practice, I think, with the team. He joined them late and some different stuff. But he said seven, eight weeks into the season, he's still learning the playbook um, countless hours. He said that uh, countless hours with, with, with this, countless. Did did What did you guys interpret of that? Was that a... New England making things more complicated than it should have been, or is that uh, a ten-year-old vet who you would think be faster to come along at that I think, time? I well, think also that- remember, and the, the, just to add to this conversation, though, 
Remember that there was the COVID issues and, and Cam caught COVID and he started out hot, caught COVID, then he had to come back and there was that not being in buildings and stuff that he went through. So I, I think that it's it, it's shaded with that as well. But go ahead, CK. Well, I was going to say, I mean, the, the only issue I have with that mindset is we didn't give Teddy Bridgewater that same level of, of a break. Right. And I know that he didn't have the, you know, we didn't, he didn't miss games or anything like that, but he also didn't have a, a preseason. Right. I mean, and what I mean by that, they didn't have OTAs. They didn't have all of these installs that, and we didn't give him the benefit of the doubt. Right. Um, and the problem I had with this, and this is where I felt like it was cringeworthy um for me and me being a cam supporter guys keep that in mind i think a lot of people are going to listen to this and think that i'm a cam hater it just felt like one excuse after another for cam i put myself in like even when he said i put myself in a fucked up situation that almost felt as though he was using that as an excuse for why he played so bad right um or the circumstances behind that um you know the the new england experience another excuse People not holding up to their end of the bargain. Another excuse, right? It just felt like like there was nothing that felt like it was... I mean, I'm not going to say nothing. Like, there was some accountability. But even just when there was accountability, it was almost like a side... Like, it was it was an accountability, but also, here's why it wasn't me that was really at fault. And that's what I had a bit of an issue with. It just felt like there was a lot of responsibility thrown everybody else's direction. And I'm not sure that it he really shouldered a lot of that blame. But I don't I, like, think but, this was I don't think Ken, this was Cam's most endearing conversation. But also, what's Cam Newton supposed to say? Like, listen, his his entire argument in that podcast is that the numbers in the last two years that I have played are not a reflection of who I am as a football player. And by the way, if you don't put a little bit of the blame on the entirety of the football team. But then now we're going back to, well, quarterback is the difference between a win and a loss when we all know that it takes an entire team to win a football game. Right. Obviously, and another reason why I'm not tripping out on this, CK, is like, when have we ever mentioned even close of Cam Newton throwing a teammate under the bus? Mm-hmm. Like, right. Cam right. never, right. yeah, he's never right. throwing teammate or, or teammates under the bus. Agreed. So um, with that same notion, and and I thought that he was being very candid, CK. Mm -hmm. I thought what he was saying was, I was naive to believe that I could walk into this situation and be their knight in shining armor, and I would come in and save the day. That was foolish on my part, because clearly this team didn't have all the proper pieces to be a legitimate contender. And I think that's what Cam Newton was trying to say is that, yeah, maybe he put himself in some bad situations, but nevertheless, there were some bad situations and we're not going to pretend that the camp, that the Panthers quarterback position isn't where quarterbacks go to die the past few years in the All right. NFL. All right here. I agree. I agree. Well, first is like the pride the- the part about Cam talking about his circumstances in Carolina, the circumstances in New England as context, right, is I didn't have a problem with, right? I didn't like, I didn't really, so I'm kind of in between you and CK on this, right, in the middle 
on this is like, hey, I mean, there was this was maybe a little bit more excuse making cam than we're accustomed to. Right. Right. Um, or saying those things. Maybe it's candid. Maybe it's excuses. The part that I have a problem with or is kind of is not off putting is just unbecoming to like it's not my cam anymore. It's like, I don't want, it's like, you know what? You can put that context, but what I want to hear Cam say is with the right circumstance, under good circumstances, I got enough left in this league to surprise y'all folks, right. to make y'all think otherwise, to not say, oh, I could be uh, in the bottom five. I still got years in me. Right Now, if you want to say you don't want Cam Newton because you're trying to think about building an organization and looking for the future. So if you want a Mac Jones, you want a Justin Fields, you want a Trevor Lawrence because of that future potential, then I understand how people mm-hmm. could have concerns with me being 33 years old and not having my best football right. in my past two, two seasons. But if you're talking about on any given Sunday in the next year, two, three years, I'm going to be in this league and I'm a starting to a quarterback and I can help teams get to where they want to get. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear that dog anymore. And I almost feel like it's cam is coming to turn. It's like, I don't know. It's like, I just don't need that. That's what I wanted to hear. I mean, I don't want to hear it. I don't need to tell him what to think is this. And that is like one of the things that when he said, and they were talking about how there's no black uh, backup quarterbacks like uh, like uh, Chase Daniels, like these guys that make a living holding a clipboard, which is a fair point. But there actually is one right now who's making a living holding a Geno Smith. So there is one who has been a decade long. Isn't Bridgewater playing for Miami? Right. I mean, but yeah, like a decade-long backup black quarterback. But the thing is, is those people, too, the Chase Daniels know who they are, right? Like, right. like those people have those guys on the team, not because they really think that those guys are any good, but they just think that, man, if he has to take four snaps for us, we could do that. He's cheap. He's going to be quiet. He's going to do this. It's like, um, it's not like a it's kind of hard to be an in-between starter, you know, like you're on the edge yeah. of being a starter, but you're mm-hmm. really a backup. It's like a weird person to have. And he did mention this is that if you have me on your team, there's a lot that comes with it because look, I tell you, Cam looks good in a football uniform. Once anybody starts, that's why you can't bring him in here. That's why you can't bring him in here. One right. bad play. But everybody's like, we got to put Cam in. We got to put right. Cam in. We got to put Cam well, in. The- okay. Let's do this. I, I mean, y'all see the thumbnail I got. I, I did the boxing, uh, you know, t- table sit down. If you had to choose, right? Because listen, I think if you if you listen to Twitter, where there's smoke, there's fire. If the Panthers have an opportunity to upgrade their quarterback room by another player, I think they're gonna do it. Now, this whole thing with Deshaun Watson just continues to get crazier and crazier. Right. But now it's looking like he might not play a game this season if the NFL suspends him for the whole thing. So they have to make a decision. With- the NFL has to decide. They cannot keep just prolonging this and yeah. prolonging this. 
Yeah, and but like let's 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 go to the inevitable conclusion to this. Who would you prefer to come in and compete for the starting job? Baker Mayfield or Cam Newton? Cam Newton. And, is this for this one is year? For one year or two or like or, or I mean for like I, I, I really, future. I don't even know, Greg. Like if they brought one of them in, if it's a year or or I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess to say it's a year. Like, okay. if you're gonna add someone to this room to compete this year, who is it? Cam. There's I'm moving not parts to that. A lot of Cam Newton love. That's know? a good point, CK. There's moving. There's other factors. There's other factors because the Baker Mayfield aspect of it. It depends. Are we doing a straight up trade uh, with Baker Mayfield being a, a part of that, and and Sam Darnold being out the window, and we getting rid of that, basically taking that 18 mil, and then just kept calling it a watch. And then that way we're not taking any more cap hit. Or are we are we talking about signing Cam and keeping Sam Darnold? Then we're having that extra hit on the cap space. Or because Baker Mayfield might also be a, a draft pick that we have to worry about giving away, right? If they decided yeah. that, that you know it's not a straight up trade, which is likely not going to be. I don't think they're going to just say, "Hey, you're take take Baker for no draft capital," and we're going to take all the extra costs for it. Right, so that's where I think the the moving parts comes into play, and it also is uh, contingent upon what Cam Newton is going to demand. Cam Newton has a right to ask for money, right? Um, how much are we going to be willing to see value in what he's doing? I I prefer Cam Newton in a vacuum with none of the other aspects that, uh, involved. I'd want Cam Newton because I would want Matt Corral to see what a real leader looks like on this team. And can't go ahead. My answer is neither. Yeah, I, I was going to say, honestly, I, neither might work, but just adding on what CK says real quick, um, if if you ever did that trade with just straight up Sand Arnold for Baker, there'd be no point in signing Cam Newton. Why? Why spend the extra money you just added new competition, new youth, I right. feel, you know, Baker Mayfield's a change up from, from uh, I still don't say Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, the Sam answer Darnold, is, so. the answer for me is neither. Uh, one, because like we know this is that the way that cam's talking about himself is that like there is a, a short shelf life already on his mm -hmm. career right not only is there kind of a question mark about what is left in it and what it could be but right. like even in the terminology that people use in like the end is nearer than it than most than it needs than it should be in some ways baker yeah. The worst thing that could happen is he'd be good, kind of good, right. right? You know, like kind of good. Where you, he's he's too good to let walk, but not good enough to be happy with, and that's going to cause a problem. So it's like I think that, like the only thing that we have going that that's going to make us help us really move the needle for our, our organization is the hope of future the hope of the future. And that is the Mac Jones, the Justin Fields. Now in this case, the Mac Corral, it's not what they do today. That is exciting. It's what they could be. Right? right. And I think the Baker Mayfield and the Cam Newton is what they are right now is the most exciting part. And that's just not the best fit for us at the moment. Uh, I don't know. Like it's to me, it's like, I, I don't know like which one, like first is like, I think I would like, I would personally like Cam over Baker because I love Cam and he can run the ball and he's big and he's awesome. But at the same time, Baker, he's, he's been all right at some times, you know, it's like, this is like, it's just none of these 
are the these are answers, but they're not the answer for us. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. And really, I gotta say, I just want to circle back to Cam real quick. Um, I'm okay. Look, is he a typical Cam miss misspeaking like the words? Uh, he he makes humanistic errors. I like that one. He said, uh, people think I might be bolsterous. Um, <laughs> instead of, I mean, uh, he said, I had to learn these announce uh, these annunciations in three days. I like that one. Um, and he always refers to his aesthetic, but I'm okay. The cam, you know, like I can pierce through the cam language and the cam analogies right. and understand what he's trying to say. I didn't really understand his bottom five conversation as much. I didn't like that. Um, and I almost, I kind of get the sense that Cam has has got so much money, recognition, fame. Like he's entered a point where it's like, I don't really give a fuck anymore. Like about what y'all want, what anybody wants. And it's kind of like borderline becoming like rich and out of touch. I mean, also, he he hasn't really made the most money with football the past few years. I feel like most of his money has come from other business ventures. Right. And by the way, he which are not guaranteed. By the way, look, I love. I I hope he does his business is great. I hope they do great. But there's been like just because your businesses are not losing right now doesn't mean they're always going to be around. But hopefully, hopefully, it sounds like he's been managing. At least he's confident in the way he's managed his uh, money. Whatever. You don't think he learned that from the NFL, though? Yeah, but it's pretty much the mindset that he has going forward. You know, and it's it's not that, I don't know, Tony, you kind of feel like he doesn't believe in himself anymore. I kind of feel like Cam, but without saying it, because again, I mean, CK even came away with the fact that, you know, he felt like Cam was kind of throwing people under the bus. So inevitably, maybe Cam couldn't come out and say so in so many words, right. but it is sort of like what you said, Tony, if you put me on a good football team and give me an opportunity, I feel like Cam still believes in himself enough to do that. In my opinion, the difference between Cam Newton and Baker Mayfield, I'm going to be real with you. I've seen Cam Newton play at an elite level behind a really good offensive line. I've never seen Baker Mayfield play at an elite level. Uh... And there has been, and there has been at least two seasons that he's had a very good offensive line. And Greg, he was good, but and, and like two seasons ago. But Baker Mayfield has never been an elite football player. The question is that you're having to ask, is Cam Newton so beat up and old and washed up that this iteration, whoever he is now, is worse than the player that we would be trading for in Baker Mayfield? And well, I don't know how how wide the gap is right there. Baker Mayfield has never proven trustworthy behind a really good offensive line that wasn't running the ball more than 50% of the time. I want to look up his stats real quick because I'm, I'm not saying he's – I'm not saying – That year, uh, yeah. they did have a good running tap, but he was really good that first year of uh, Stefanski. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I don't think we need to debate the point between like – Look, is that Cam is uh, was in a stratosphere as a football player that Baker Mayfield never was. 
Agreed. even when he was Agreed. in uh even when he was getting the Heisman, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's not in the same conversation, right? It's like uh, and that and I'm not trying to take away from Baker Mayfield. It's actually not trying to be a dis- disrespect. It's just like Cam was in this this stratosphere at one point for through and really uh for like through that junior college to Auburn to number one pick to Super Bowl right like right. is that Baker Mayfield has got the number one pick and I think he won a Heisman too um so they got that but like Kim has just been on a uh, so it's it's like a kind of a weird conversation to have I did think this is that boy Cam likes to talk when I watch this podcast, yeah. bro, is that those are the the Channing Crowder guy is a big personality. Um, like they didn't even get a word in in this podcast, dude. Like he just was pontificating the whole time. Um, and I don't know what that went to, to glean from that. Um, I don't know, man. I think Cam is really... Um, I think a lot of the things he's saying are disguise or 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 um, deflection for yeah he really is dealing with his mentals about becoming human. Um, he's like Homelander, dude. Yeah, he's Homelander. <laughs> is that right now? Is that all the other people are getting all the press? He's zero F's like, left. God, what it is? Um. I thought I do want to. I don't want to do all negative, or at least I mean I don't. I haven't. I haven't been negative. I, I wanted Cam. I, to me, that just said something that he wasn't saying. Hey, I'm. A, I wouldn't even put myself in the bottom five. Like I would want to be saying like I'm a legitimate quarterback, right, and ready to go, and then not get into. He's kind of doing what we we do. Right. And like, let us have that conversation. Let us rank the top five quarterbacks. Let us rank the worst five starters in the league. Let us defend Cam about his situation with COVID, this and that. Cam, you just come out there and say, I still got it, baby. Mm -hmm. And you say it. Uh, One other thing he did say is he continued to say he screwed up by putting himself in an effed up situation, effed up situation over and over. Would you argue that he is? on the course to doing that again potentially yep like wouldn't you if if that's the case then you know what cam should sign should go to a team that's got a great quarterback and say i am happy to sit in case this guy gets hurt and if this guy gets hurt i want to go in and compete or i want to just be cheap and ready but i want to have a legitimate shot to have a full camp to compete doing this and that i feel like I don't know if Cam is really um, maybe uh, selling himself to the best situation, but potentially selling himself to another kind of difficult situation for him to win in the end. Um, and the last thing I did say, uh, what do you guys think about that, actually, before we go on my last point about Cam Newton? Well, I, I think he might be what we were talking about. He could just be at that point where he's like, well, I can play for the Panthers or I can be done with football. Either way, I'm yeah. cool with it, you know? Yeah. Um, I did think Fred Taylor brought in a great point. 
um, and kind of like recentered Cam after this long discussion about him being in the bottom five and, you know, all this. As Fred Taylor said, sometimes we talk about all the things you didn't become, not him, but he's like, we can get hung up on what didn't be, what wasn't, what it, what wasn't was, and that is no Super Bowl ring, this trouble, like, but like to think about your accomplishments, your successes, that I thought was interesting is like, dude, yeah. you won a college national championship, a junior college national championship, a Heisman trophy, MVP, yeah. took the team to the league. You were uh, an icon. You did become an icon. These are all things that like, I want, I, I want to see Cam talk uh, maybe I want to think about his successes more than his failures. Right. There is. Yeah. He almost failed again, though, bro. He almost had a mega disaster on this podcast. Did really? anybody what? catch it? Well, when you went over the women thing again. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. I, I heard a lot of him reiterating what he has said before about you know being a woman and what you should expect if you're a certain kind of woman. But I feel like he's already been controversial about that. Like, what are they going to do? Say it again about it? Like, he said um, that, what was it? Is that these teams came in and, and he said, they, what did he call himself? He said, but there's another synonym that I could have used. God, what was it? Shoot, I meant to write. I wrote down notes, too. And the one thing I want to talk about, <laughs> is, he said this is he's like, uh, basically, uh, that these teams have treated he want. He almost said they treated me like a bitch. I mean, he almost said it. And I was like, oh, God, Cam, that's going to ruin the whole thing again. So he I ain't mean, coming dude, back to Carolina, right? I mean, I don't, dude, like, if you're the Panthers, I don't think this interview sours you from signing Cam Newton. How does it sour you any more than Baker Mayfield going on a podcast and never mentioning the Panthers one time as one of the teams that he'd be interested in even going right. to? Like, the Panthers are literally the first option for not a one football team, dude. Literally not a one. Oh, I, by I, the way, for those in the chat room, I put up a poll. Who would you rather, Cam Newton or Baker Mayfield? So vote on that if you're in the chat. Go ahead, Greg. I think the difference is, though, with the question you just asked about how it's different with Baker Mayfield not showing interest, is we know Baker Mayfield wants to play football. This is bringing up questions of whether Cam's heart is even into playing football anymore, right. is what it seems like. So that that's where I would see a little bit of difference right there. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think so. Is that Cam, man, it's tough. It's tough to put, it's really tough to make Cam a backup quarterback. It just mm -hmm. is because the whole time too. you're sitting there, especially on a team where you don't trust your quarterback. Right. You know, I mean, it's one thing if he's like a backup in Green Bay and you're like, oh, okay, right. A backup in to Patrick Mahomes right now or something like that. But when you can't be Sam Darnold's backup, you just right. can't because like we're all sitting there going, no, that car runs better than that car. We need to take that car. We're going to get more dates that way. Um, so the cam thing was, boy, he is, uh, 
I mean, Cam is Cam, man. I tell you that is he's still large. His personality is giant. Um, it's not like everything about him is um, bigger than life. And that is what made him so great for so long, too. Um, so hearing him on these, you know, it was, it was nice, this long form, very candid. You're right, man. That might have been one of the most casual conversations or more open conversations you're going to hear from Cam. How about this? Is Imagine if, uh, don't you think the, cha- the the Crowder guy, if he was white, do you think he could have said that to Cam? I think it helped soften the blow for Cam to hear that from somebody. If like he was on our show and somebody pushed back and said, Cam, Cam, you're 33, you're old. And even he if we were a former football player, he I think that that softened the blow of those words in his right. ears. Well, and I think he also knows what the pivot is. Like you you become aware of those guys. You know that if you're going on there, you're gonna talk some real shit. And you're gonna be honest and you're gonna be very blunt. And if you've seen it before. Channing likes to go at him. Like he likes to play that devil's advocate. And good on him, man, because that, that's what makes the content. Like, that's part of the reason why we're talking about this tonight. Tony, you were wondering why I I some of my tweets on Twitter go viral. And it's kind of for the same thing that Channing does. Dude, you have to be willing to fucking kick the bees nest every once in a while, you know? And Channing is really good at that. And yeah, I feel he, like he told Charles Haley he was the one that made the jerking off joke to Charles Haley because Charles Haley <laughs> was, no, yeah. was notorious for being like weird and jerking off in team meetings and stuff like that. Yeah. And he brought it up right away. It was like the first thing he said to him was like, We gotta know you ain't gonna jerk off around us, right? So he's like, mm. uh, yeah, man. So um all right, so uh, okay. and my tweets do go viral. I don't know what the hell are you talking about, Panda. Cody's had a couple you, you that to, have taken off. Cody's hey, you need to couple. peep my Twitter game, son. Shit, my Twitter fingers are on point. Yeah, dude. All right, but, so um, um, the number's 252-228-5098. Reds 252-228-5098. Um, so, what else we got to go to next? Well, so, yeah, we have a big topic of discussion that everybody's going to be very interested in. Uh, I'm sure everybody's going to have a great time with it. Um, But before we do it, uh, listen, man, we have a bunch of people who tune into this show to hear us talk about the Panthers. But we also have a bunch of freaks and weirdos who love to hear the voice that makes them moist, shame them like the bad little children that they've been, CK talk to him big papa ladies and gentlemen boys and girls of all ages also boys who have become girls and maybe become panthers cheerleaders welcome in you guys have been watching all night all off season enjoying this content that we somehow find a way to continue to bring to you week in and week out You come in here, you get that nice little cup. You got your cup out, you're ready to get it filled, and you get it filled, but you haven't hit that like button yet? I have one thing to say to all you absolute freaks. Subscriber shame. Subscriber shame. 140 people watching. 54 thumbs up. Hit that thumbs up. Hit that like. Hit that subscribe. 
for all your Panthers news and opinions for every single time the C3 podcast goes live. Hey, man, you know, this is where we're at all year, all year round, off season. It doesn't matter, man. C3 is going to hold you down no matter what. Tony, with, you consent. To... with consent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Always. We're going to hold you down with consent. For sure. Uh, let's jump in uh, to this discussion. Uh, let me go ahead and pull this up. The Carolina Panthers have hired the first transgender cheerleader in NFL history. Um, I'm trying to find find a picture that the wording isn't so crass, but here we go. Her name is Justine. She is the first transgender cheerleader, and she is belonging to the Carolina Panthers, man. Uh, she's our cheerleader. She cheers for the Panthers. Are you sure that's the name? I thought it said Lindsay on the profile. Uh, Justine Lindsay is her name. Oh, okay. Yeah, Justine Lindsay. And um, listen, we're going to have a, a, a mature conversation about this. I want to preface this with no one at the C3 podcast means any harm or any ill intention towards any person for any reason whatsoever, man. Yeah, you know, this is just a, an open discussion, and that's what we're gonna do here, man. We don't shy away from any topic. We're gonna we're gonna have the discussion here, man. That's what we do. So, um, yeah, I'll I'll open up the discussion. Tell anybody you uh you want to take. Yeah, I want to preface. I guess this is I don't want to. Um, you know, I think when anybody says we're not trying to do this, we're not trying. You know, you want to be careful that you're not then setting that up to do those things. Like a no yeah, offense. Yeah, no, for no sure. Offense. Um, the one thing I, I do want to just I hope that people can at least give me a little grace is, is sometimes I'm not as um, as adept with the, the correct terminology. Right. Like sure. the right words to use all the time. And I hope that if I ever misspeak on, you know, the kind of terminology, like if I pull a cam and say I didn't even against get my I didn't even learn my announciations yet uh that should just give me some grace on that is that you know that is not meant to whatever the right terms are gaslight whatever you know whatever you know i don't know the hip to the terminology all the time i want to say that the only thing i've got to say about this is to me is this more of a nothing story what is what is a bigger nothing burger this story or the david tepper bankruptcy story that every youtuber talked about Man, you know you are dry for some content when that's like, oh my God, rich people doing rich shit. Uh, like, this is to me. Um, I don't. It doesn't doesn't bother me nor excite me. Door. I really. It's like not that big of a deal to me. But I also don't pay attention to the cheerleaders at these games um, a lot. You know, if anything, and so. I don't really care if that's what they want to do and that's what this young lady wants to do, then good for them. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm right there with you, Tony. Um, it doesn't really matter to me. I never look at them signing or who the cheerleaders are every year. I'm not a you know 13 anymore. I don't really go for look really caring about the cheerleaders. I wouldn't even notice they totally took the cheerleaders away and we're gone. Not now. That being said, congratulations, it's awesome for them. I have my own feelings about certain things like this, but it has nothing to do with this. That's fine. Put it in there. If best person for the job, 
awesome. Congratulations. Um, but it doesn't move the needle for me either way. I, you know, yeah, this is you, the you, you could have said so, that for any cheerleader, and I wouldn't have cared. So, this is the only time we've talked about the top cats. There's only been one other yeah. time, yeah. There's only been one other time in the history of this team that we <laughs> talk about the top cats, and it was when the two lesbian top cats doing blow in the bathroom got in a fist fight with somebody who was beating on their door for telling them to hurry up. This was like on the road back in the early 2000s. These two cheerleaders who had a relationship with each other were in the stall doing lines of coke off the back of the toilet. Yeah. And somebody's banging on the door because there's like a line and they're like, hurry the fuck up. And then they came out and like got in a fist fight. That was the only other time we've talked about the top cat so hey uh once every once in a decade we talk about the cheerleaders um we are interested in those dudes in tight pants <laughs> yeah dude we're, in, we're interested in the and the the male underwear olympics right the combine okay. mm-hmm. uh but no listen like my the the reason why i don't have a problem with this is because there is no competition uh, I mean, male and female cheerleaders already exist. So that that gender boundary line has already been, you know, it, it, we've already gone gone past that. Right. So to me, this is almost like a natural extension of that. However, and I don't even think that, you know, they, a lot of this gets labeled as transphobic. But to me, where you go into the realm of outrageous is when, you know, you have trans women competing against normal women. And saying that it's a fair competition. Now, I can say that it's not a fair competition and also not hate trans people mm-hmm. in the same breath. I believe everybody should be able to live their life as they want to. But for us not to speak on this with a shred of logic, it's like, well, what are we doing here? But that's not the situation that we're talking about. Right. I mean, we're talking about cheerleading. So that's why this is kind of more of a nothing burger to me. I understand a lot of people, and I you know I won't necessarily go deep on this, but a lot of people feel like, you know, the traditional ge- uh, gender roles in our society are being attacked one way or another, and this is a part of like a woke liberal agenda, you know. And, and I, I understand why a lot of people think that a lot of this is more prevalent now in today's world than right. ever before, but to me, this doesn't feel like I'm being beaten over the head with this or yeah, like yeah. They're pushing some kind of agenda all about how about that all of those things you just said I, are both true are all true it is um one is this is that look if you want to talk about um like kids i think somebody said i uh this person this girl could be twerking in front of a child in the top like what kind of message is that sending um, if this is a morality thing, then we should probably start talking about the way we use those cheerleaders in general, right? And what yeah. they symbolize as, uh, and what that what messages that sends to your kids and to our society. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't want to go there, you know, because then let's not walk down that road because you're you're walking down the Deshaun Watson road at that point. Is like what you what those what that celebrates in a way it doesn't celebrate their humanity. You know I mean? It's sexualizing people and it's doing all those things. Um, the other thing is, is I do 
think that it there is a a woke agenda. Like uh, I would say woke agenda. I think this is that the Panthers, or maybe not just the Panthers, but I feel like people use these things to capitalize on them more than really caring about them. So like um it's like uh now AMC's like streaming pride week, right? Or something yeah. like this. Everyone's doing like, it. I mean, I don't know if they really it's kind of it's like the veterans, it's the pink, you know how they care about cancer. Yeah, they, cancer. they say it's like cancer or the veteran. Like it, I don't know if these are really authentic and genuine. It's, I almost uh, feel like the Panthers, thing? yeah, it's just like good PR for the, for them, um, rather than them truly advancing some agent liberal agenda. And then my last point is this is I don't get threatened by this, this whole idea about gender roles being this and that. I'm Catholic. You're not supposed to have abortions, right? You could get like, I mean, we don't believe, we believe in the sanctity of life and all of this. But what I'm just going to say at the end of the day is like, I'm not going to encourage my wife to get an abortion, right? right? I don't really care what the what other people are doing. I'm not going to go and have a gender reassignment surgery. So this person having a gender reassignment, whatever they're doing in their life does not threaten my masculinity. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, like, I feel like I'm pretty, like, I'm pretty confident how I feel about myself still. So I don't think like marriage, like, I, I, I think they use that same thing. Like the same, it was like, oh man, if we let gay people get married, there won't be any more straight marriages in the whole world. And you're like, that's not true. Uh, dude, I literally had someone make the argument to me one time that if we let same sex marriage happen, oh, then what? People are going to be allowed to marry their pets. Oh, oh yeah, we're all just gonna go gay. Yeah. We're all gonna just turn yeah, it dude. like, oh yeah, you're right. Now that there's no rules, I'm gonna go murder people. Oh no, like, yeah, okay. dude, it's so stupid. It yeah. is crazy, man. And uh, I, I did uh, I started some comments here. Uh, uh, Lynn, shout out to Lynn. She put he, she, they are all capable of being amazing. Uh, Panther Blue says, Cody, transgender women are normal. That's the point. We need to start realizing this is normal. In nature, there are many different sexual identities, and none of which I, I disagree with, man. I, it's, I understand shit is a spectrum. And then this is a good... Uh-oh. Oh. Oh. Dang. He accidentally left. Yep. He got what? booted. <laughs> the what? internet sanctioned him. Now, I do have more... See, I have more questions than opinions on these things. I want to put that out there. It's like... It was the one that just got nuked? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got kicked out. You said something the internet didn't like. Can I can I just add on to what he was talking about there with that particular comment and specifically from uh, from Panther Blue about transgender women are normal. That's the point. We need to start realizing this is normal in nature and there are different sexual identities. You're allowed to believe whichever you want. I'm not saying you were right or you were wrong. It doesn't matter either way. However, whichever you believe, you need to accept that this is here and it's, it, 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 it's what it is. That does not mean that every aspect of life has to involve a part of this people who are straight don't walk around and <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like people of different aspects of life don't walk around and identify. This is what I identify as in my life. Everything about my life has to be, has to be about this. It's not the way life works. So I, so representation, hundred percent agree. Identifying whatever you want to identify as do what you want to do. It doesn't mean that everything in the world has to change to represent something because yeah. not everything represents everything. 
Right. And that's that's my what I was, Yeah, and yeah. that's kind of what I was alluding to earlier. There's a lot of people who feel like the the gender norms and the the you know the way that we all grew up believing you know the binary world to be male and female, it, it isn't that way anymore. Um, and there's a there's a big discussion to be had about this type of stuff. I just hope that people can continue to have mature conversations about it because we we don't see the good in people anymore. Like right. we put we put everyone on a team. And I, I tell you what, I'm not gonna judge this cheerleader just because they're transgender. They might be a great person. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know this person, so therefore I'm not in a position to judge someone yeah. ba- based on, on that alone. It, but you know, it doesn't mean that there can't be a nuanced conversation about how this thing is being presented at large, how it's being presented to children. I think is always a good topic of discussion that probably needs more happening. Um, I have more questions than I have answers about these things, yeah. right? Like I don't have like these beliefs that first I usually am trying to judge my own behavior more than other people's behavior. That's what I'm trying to focus on is like, I don't do a lot of shit right in my life. So I'm worried about that more than what you do wrong in your life. I mean, I have questions more than answers about a lot of these different things. And to me, if, if I have one honest question, I could ask people who are so confident in their beliefs about transgender, like all of these new these factors or whatever this is whatever this conversation we're having again i don't know the terminology is probably as well as uh, i need to be to even be discussing it the only thing i get concerned about is people making such large decisions about their life and their future at such a young age mm-hmm. so yes. like the uh, the hormone stuff that's that like supporting ditto like when they i see things like it'll be like support like uh, I saw a commercial, it was like trans teenagers, like we need to think and care about them. And like, and I thought, I, I just thought, I mean, like you're, you're just trying to learn yourself as, as a human. I feel like I'm still trying to figure out who the fuck I am. And I'm 40, you know, is like, uh, I think that it's just a strange to put so much weight on a decision-making early. I understand that you got to get ahead of the curve before your hormones get kicking in too. If you're going to, you know, to alleviate some of the different things that or adversity challenges or whatever. But like when I was 12 years old, I also like made dumb ass fart jokes. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I just don't know how people have such a good, strong grasp about what is right. What is wrong. Uh, what is in this case, or you know, like who they are at such a young age? If kids knew what they wanted at that young age, we'd have a bunch of cowboys and princesses yeah. as, as professions. To be truly honest with you, look when and you're that young, when you're that young, would be cowboys and all the cowboys yeah. <laughs> would be princesses. <laughs> when, you're, when you're that young, you don't have the hormones in your body to have the thoughts that that they're claiming people have and I'm, I'm not a scientist i'm just saying i know for a fact you don't have those hormones developed in your body to have those thoughts that's just me i know that okay they also don't show these kids that they're putting this stuff to these stories of kids who have gone through this and gotten older and realized the stuff they can never ever do again 
or never had the opportunity to do. Or, hey, guess what? Six years later, I felt different and it's too late. I'm not saying everybody feels that way, but they don't tell those stories to the kids. I mean, you're not allowed to buy cigarettes if you're below the age of 18. You're not allowed Mm -hmm. to go to war. You have have to call parents' permission to give a kid aspirin. Yeah, you can I, teach I, you about this. buying kids cold medicine. Yeah, I was no, with I my daughter. I was with my daughter who I picked up this from school, and I stopped and bought her Mucinex kids cold and flu medicine. And I went to the self checkout. It's like, boom, you have an age restricted item. This old lady comes up and she said, "Can I see your ID?" I said, "Are you serious?" And I like, I wasn't trying to even be. I was like, "Oh, look, don't be jerk, Tony. Don't be jerk. Who really cares?" I was like, are you serious? I'm 40 years old. Yeah. I got an 11-year-old kid with me. There's clearly nothing nefarious going on. We're not going to go mix this with Sprite and get fucked up. <laughs> yeah, and like, you know, uh, uh, having a child make that decision for themselves, it, again, I'm, I'm just... I'm, I'm I don't afraid. know what I'm the not... answer is. I got questions. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just, I just feel like either. you should wait until you are older before you make a permanent decision about something like that, something you can't right. reverse. You know. And by the way, then once you turn 18, dude, get nine gender reassignment yeah, surgeries. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, and I understand too, if you feel like you're in the wrong body and then you start going through puberty as the wrong sex. Look, I'll be very candid with y'all, man. Like growing up as a disabled dude, I know what it's like to look in the mirror growing up and see a body that I felt would fail to represent me on that day. Mm-hmm. So that's why in a lot of times I do empathize with trans people. You know, it is tough to kind of feel trapped in a physicality that you don't feel like you belong in. And that is tough, you know? And I feel like that's get lost, that gets lost in the conversation when people are like, Oh, well, they're pushing all this LGBT stuff on us. And yeah, dude, maybe they are, but at the same time, everybody's just people Everybody's trying to live their life. Everybody's trying to make it to the next day. And I'm telling you, when you stop seeing the humanity in other people, even the people who disagree with you vehemently, then you you, you know you're you're continuing all the same negative cycles that continue in our yeah. world today. You better be careful. That's almost well, exactly uh, what Gina Carano said, and they canceled her. Watch out. They're going to cancel her. I buddy. did. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, you guys were talking about the Gervais guy and his stand-up. He's got the one where he said, I identify as a chimp. And then he like <laughs> acted like it was like so ridiculous. If, 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 but um, I saw somebody uh, in, I saw a couple, you see the kind of typical comments or they're not typical. That's the wrong way of saying, it. I don't want to reduce their comments either. Like dismiss them, but like, where's the straight guys month? Where is this? Where is that? Yeah. Like yeah. I do. You do have to remember, or I think it's helpful to remember like, you can't like it's like when your day is every day, you can't be like, Where's my day? But you can't say your day is every day. You don't celebrate being straight and white every a straight, day. Like, like I mean, a, like there's no world where, no, you know, where, like, come on. It's a, a world, just, like, yeah, it's a world like, where being, I mean, theoretically, for the last 500 years, being male, being white has been an advantage and straight. Okay. Right. Like those are not like um, like weaknesses in the social landscape. Right. Go watch the little Dicky. It's a good day to be a white guy. And it's just like, hey, so it's like it does. I always do get 
you got to remember is like people where they get offended and they're like, man, we've been persecuting you for 500 years. But now my, like my dad is a little bit like this. It's like, it's a bad day to be a white man. Wait a second here. Wait a second. So it's like, so. Uh, oh, well, gay people have been like socially persecuted for the last 5,000 years or 2,000 years in our society. And <laughs> yeah. now it's like, oh, why they got to put the gay banner on AMC? It's like I watch. I turned on Hulu, and it's like South Asian Pacific. Like it was like and, that's a category. I was like, you're, what? And, and like also, in today's cool. world, you're gonna make someone mad, no matter what. Like if the Panthers, you know, and, and the NFL, if they didn't do anything for gay and trans people. They would be labeled the worst homophobes and 100%. bigots, and mm -hmm. and you have to have inclusivity. So it's like, I don't know, man. Like, it, it, yeah, I, I think inevitably hear... you're going to make people upset. So you just have to kind of pick right. a lane. And like I said, as far out of all the the issues in today's world surrounding transgender people, this one has to be near the bottom of the list. Like it's right. like uh, I right. said, there, uh, there are already there are already men. And women cheerleaders, um, you know, it's it, to me, it's kind of a, just a, it's a nothing burger, kind of how yeah. we started nothing out. Burger, yeah, yeah. And uh, if, yeah, I don't, um, I don't really care. Actually, I don't yeah. care at all. Um, I also was a little stunned that so many people were upset by the David Tepper declaring bankruptcy. Uh, his uh, real his building company that he formed to build that Rock Hill Center. Right. I was a little surprised that the internet, particularly the YouTube Panthers YouTubers, I I, I almost thought this is are do these guys really give a shit about this? And I'm not trying to look is like I'm not trying to talk junk about the people that do the same thing we do, right? Like having the same shows and you know i mean like right. I'm, i bet you guys talked about it on the friday free-for-all um it's just like are you talking about that because i haven't watched their shows either on it i just saw them going live i get notifications when everybody's doing shit and uh are you talking about it because you really think it's upsetting to you about david tepper and this and that or is it because there's nothing else to talk about is that the nothing real reason to talk about i mean like no news what a like what else is he supposed to do if he has no plans for this business to be a business? Like why? Like what? What's the point in maintaining that business? Like if he developed it for the Rock Hill development, like if that's what he created it for, like what? It's not like he's filing bankruptcy on his entire like as a as a as a human being on the face of the planet. He's he's basically dissolving the 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 company. Like that's well, that's what the problem. All right, so I think that. The, the problem is it's lost on a lot of people is they're outraged that this billionaire gets to quit this project in, in their eyes. You know, they don't. These are people that are obviously kind of not seeing Rock Hills like they're kind of on Team Rock Hill, clearly. But also, I think the real conversation to be had is not whether or not this is like this is what rich people do all the time. This is like the advantage of having money and resources and that is like when you yeah. start a separate business you get the protections and the shields of the law 
in that case, right? So like businesses getting a write-off, depreciate depreciating assets, they get to, you know, being a business, especially a big one, gives you a lot of advantages mm-hmm. that the independent worker and the small business doesn't get because they just don't have the resources. You know what I'm saying? So I think that if we really wanted to have a real conversation about this is, is like, is was David Tepper overly able to shield himself from financial loss because the bankruptcy system benefits people with resources? That would be a reasonable conversation to have, right? Yeah, I mean... Because he gets to renegotiate some of the debts, right? Like when you declare bankruptcy, like he gets his company to get declare bankruptcy, but he does it as an individual get penalized at all like his credit score ain't going down right doesn't he get to like renegotiate like some of the loans he's taken out so what what are people mad who who are people mad at like why are people mad in this case let me let me ask you that just simply who do who do people feel like david tepper has screwed over well there's some people believe that like is that he um the kind of the whole he we were promised Jerry Jones, but we got right Dan Snyder. There's that one thing. Right. But, but guess uh, what? Who said that? A politician. Let's let's also keep mm-hmm. in mind who we have is these guys are trying to get elected, and how not to look like a fucking asshole. Then is is it better to not look like you're the savior? Like we we should put all this on the rich billionaire from the north, right? I, I that that part like I I I was critical about the move, but the part about this like the bankruptcy, right? He's filing bankruptcy and renegotiating his debts to people who are creditors who have millions of dollars, right? Okay. Well, now, this, yeah, look at this kind. Look, I don't know. Is look at like actually people know more about this than I thought that uh, this right here. Mm-hmm. Testing three creditors, York. Uh, well, well, I guess that would be Rock. No, I don't know what York City is. The architect and the construction company. Well, to me, this is why people are, this is where I think I'm kind of rubbed the wrong way. Is that to me, this seems like this is like when this failed, you almost feel like Tepper should lose money. Like he made a business deal with people who Didn't couldn't he? hold their end of the bargain. That is, is like if I tried to start a restaurant and it failed, I would lose money. Mm-hmm. To me, at least the way right. this the language sounds, it sounds like at the end of the day, this is like a wash at worst for him. Right. But also, I mean, what, that it, it's 100% wash from him. And earlier, Tony, you said that you were kind of in between me and CK on the Cam Newton thing. Well, I'm in between you two on this issue. Like, don't get mad at David Tepper. This is what billionaires do. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. yeah oh, get the, mad law, at the, the laws are meant. The laws are meant to benefit billionaires. Yeah, wake the fuck up. That's what everybody's been screaming about since 2016. Like, no shit. That's and, literally and, that's literally what they do. Where I think people are... Go ahead, Greg. No, go ahead. Or, I, you, you're not finished. Good. Yeah, no, the people that are really upset about this, and this is kind of to Tony's point, and by the way, we did talk about this on the Friday Free For All, and yeah, Tony, there actually were a lot of people on the Friday show that were more on David Tepper's side than anything. Um, and uh, But one of the, the main areas of contention is that if you're a normal, average, everyday person and, you know, you had to file for bankruptcy, 
in any kind of way, this is going to negatively affect your life for the rest for, of your yeah, life. Yeah, for no. a minimum of seven no. years. No, for, yeah, for, no. For, no. For, David, no. for David Tepper, this won't be a blip on the radar but, of his life. And that's on. where a lot of the... And that's where I'm just saying, see, okay, I'm not necessarily saying that I agree. I'm saying that's where a lot of the frustrations are coming from, that this isn't going to do shit to, to David Tepper or his worth or any of that. Real, right. real quick, yeah. the, the, okay, because everybody who's listening to this and who's mad about this really take a step back and think about this. David Tepper's in that top 1% that everybody hates, right? 99% of us that are not in that 1%, if you were in that situation, would do everything you could and use every legal loophole you could to protect your money. Every single one of y'all almost would. It's just nature. You want to protect what you have. It's going to happen. If it's a legal loophole, then they're going to do it. And honestly, like I said, 99% of you probably would too. I mean, we you know? we, we talk about, so here's the part. Number one. We can file bank. I've had people that I've talked to. I'm a debt collector, guys, so keep this in mind. Um, I deal with bankruptcy on the regular. I've had people who, if you know how to use the system as a human, just a regular consumer, you can file bankruptcy and in three months have a new credit card. Like, it does not impact you for your life. It is not nearly as impactful as people believe. And it's not a, I'm not trying to create this like, this situation where you should go and file your bankruptcy, right? Is it impactful? Certainly, but it is absolutely something that you can do. Um, now here's the other part to this, right? These legal loopholes exist. Any other place other than a rich billionaire doing this, you would be applauding this. And I mean that let's talk about football. When uh, Mike Vrabel found the loophole about the false starts running the clock out, we applauded that because he found a legal loophole that benefited his team and maybe what isn't the most sportsmanlike way, but because he was screwing over somebody like Bill Belichick, this was a fucking amazing thing. Bill Belichick does this. Any other any other situation in life that we can find a situation like find a way to loophole, we, we let's be real about it. You find out that Walmart has all these TVs on sale by mistake for a thousand dollars off. You're paying two hundred dollars for them. You're running down there and buying that TV immediately. Let's be real about some stuff. So let's right. not put ourselves on this high horse and pretend like this billionaire is a devil. Like we all would do it. I uh, look, and that's why I was surprised there was so much outrage about it. Uh, I think if you want to be outraged, it should be about the system that we have, we work and operate under. Right. And um, I am not a uh, destroy the good old boys club type of guy. I want to join the good old boys. I just don't care about money enough. Even if you look at this show, I don't even ask for it. You know, like I just it's like a, I wish I did not have to interact with money. Like if I that would like a, and I'm not saying that's a reasonable thing. Like it just adds anxiety. Like I just don't like to chase right. money. Just not personally rewarding to me. Mm -hmm. um, oh, going back to that, I actually felt that Cam measures some of the things that he was saying is like so much of success is just measured in money to in some terms. Right. I thought that was an interesting how much physical possessions are a sign of your success. I thought that was a little interesting. But when it comes to this system that exists, Cody, do you think that with Jeff Bezos opens Amazon Prime up, and he's like looking through it. He's like, 
where's my billionaire of billion celebrate billionaire week uh uh on amazon prime <laughs> he probably does stay the world is going to shit there's not a channel um you know is that of course these are this is exactly what this is why having assets and means i saw somebody putting this up here in the chat is that like anybody can have an llc yeah certainly anybody can form an llc but they also can't obtain millions and millions of dollars of credit at fantastic right. interest rate subsidized by the local government and this is right at that point is like yeah we could all have a failed business i call it carolinacatchronicles.com i lose money <laughs> on it every year but we can all do that and yeah they're not taking my house away the whole point is just like being a business gives you a lot of better breaks than not being a business. So it's just, a, I mean, and those are, that's the way the game is played. So if you don't like that, then we got to start talking about new rules for the game that exists, not being upset. Because if you own, look, is I know people that rent, that own rental properties, dude, and they write everything that they look at them all as depreciating assets. They get to yeah. write everything off as losses. They're like, oh, dishwasher, one year older. Uh, air conditioner one year and they write and they calculate and all this to the point that there's a lot of money coming in and then they get to say well nope don't own it didn't get any like i would be one i'd be curious to see how much david tepper pays and like how much the carolina panthers as a team pay in taxes right i'd just be curious to see if this billion dollar that's valued at six billion, 16 billion, whatever, you know, whatever the hell it's at now, if they are operating at barely a profit. Like, cause I mean, and that's what a goal of a, a, a business is, right? Is to like to really bend the numbers to say we didn't profit, but still get the results of profitability. Right. I yeah. mean, like, is that like, yeah. hey, that's why, like, if you're in a small business, that's why you buy a beater ass car, you park it in your driveway and then you put a wrap on the car you want to drive and you say, well, this car is not my car. It's the business car. Mm -hmm. This is why everybody has a business cell phone. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, those are all ways to lower. I don't get those same as an individual, but I just don't they, like it's the the hand is is. It's not surprising that it's stacked for the people that write the rules. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it, going to be like that in any aspect of life. Anything yeah, you do, yeah, you know, no matter who's writing the rules, it's always going to be stacked for whoever's writing the rules. And by the way, both the Republican and Democratic Party are going to do nothing but keep it the same fucking way. Yeah. So it's so funny to me that everybody argues the differences between the two. They serve the same masters, y'all. But anyway, look, this is a football podcast. Um, well, I, I it's do, a football okay. podcast that we talked about Cam Newton and now David Te like no and football. transgenders and <laughs> transgender stuff. So yeah, dude, yeah. that was the closest to the field. How about this? The closest to the field is the transgender. Uh, yeah, the, the transgender cheerleader. <laughs> cheerleader. Oh man. Um, yeah, and by the way, like a lot of people in the Friday free for all were kind of saying the same thing too i i feel like not only is this like just about the bankruptcy issue but like all the news surrounding david tepper in the past couple months none of them have been good news like right. it's the rock hill thing 
then now inevitably like how how fierce and ferocious the Panthers were in trying to go get Deshaun Watson. That didn't turn out. All these quarterbacks like the Panthers are not the main destination for any of them. They always stiff them to go somewhere else. And we're just kind of left holding our nuts, you know? And I feel like that also plays into this. It's like another negative media bit of attention that goes on David Tepper and thereby default on the Carolina Panthers. Like that's who our guy. Spends, who spends more time on the football field on Sundays this season? Our new cheerleader, Cam Newton or Deshaun Watson? What's that? Say it again. Who spends more time on Sundays on the actual NFL field this season? Our new cheerleader, mm-hmm. Cam Newton or Deshaun Watson? Ooh. Oh, probably uh, the, cheer- the cheerleader. Probably our new yeah. cheerleader, huh? Yeah. It's a guaranteed contract, oh, right? Man. I guess. Guaranteed playtime? Dude. I guess so. <laughs> hey, uh, um, you want you want to try and hit some yeah. of these? Uh, cat yeah, calls there's only three calls something. right now. Three calls. So let's go ahead and get it. The number is 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. A lot of people tell us um, each and every week that we don't talk about football on this podcast. That's a strange one I hear I see in the chat room. Tell us what the hell to talk about on this cat calls line. 252-228-5098. I need to hear it. Um, I got to play these off my phone since I'm traveling. I want to call it one reason. All right. Hold on. Um, listen to the last week's show. And I didn't like how y'all was uh, disparaging Joe Burrow's weapons. Now, I'm not going to uh, uh, put my foot in. I think I'd rather have Joe Burrow than, than Justin Herbert right now, honestly. But... I don't want to get into that whole debate, but y'all was kind of poo-pooing Joe Burrow's weapons. Like he he uh, he, he builds them up and, and didn't, doesn't have one of the most stacked offenses in the league. Like the Bengals yeah, are like, cool. They're off the line of trash. The defense is all right. Like they got Trey Henderson and Jesse Bates. Like they're cool. Defense is really their calling card. Like they're a big scoring offense. Like like Tony Tony, I'm on your head, man. You saw Joe Mixon. You said he was all right. Like that man had 1,200 rushing yards and 13. Um, is that the last of it? I guess. I mean, like, sorry, I'm just trying to do this all janky. Hey, who was that again? I didn't hear that. That was Corey. Corey. Um, let me see if I missed anything. It was a minute and 46. Let me see. About time. You're not comparing that man to Kelvin Benjamin or Hack or say that Kelvin. Nobody questions that draft pick anymore, man. He came out with one of the best rookies of all time. You're not comparing that man to Kelvin Benjamin or Hack or say that Kelvin. Right, like, they're a big scoring offense. Like, like Tony, Tony, I'm on your head, man. You saw Joe Mixon. You said he was all right. Like, that man had 1,200 rushing yards and 13 touchdowns last year. Like, he's arguably a top five running back. He's great. Like, Jamar Chase was a, the highest draft receiver since, like, who? Like, Julio Jones or Sandy Watkins and stuff came in with huge expectations. Everybody was saying whether they needed to draft an ace tool. And now nobody, nobody questions that draft pick anymore, man. He came out had one of the best rookie seasons of all time. I compare that man to Kelvin Benjamin or had or say that Kelvin Benjamin had a great rookie season, so we still gotta see happen. No, that man is an elite, elite, elite prospect, elite, elite, elite player. He's uh, he's out of this world. T. Higgins came in uh with the most receiving touchdowns in Clemson history. He was a second yeah. round pick, had a good rookie year and then uh blew up his second year. Like he's an elite prospect too. Like uh, like Joe Burrow, he's he's a great player and he, he 
wills the chain of victory. He does all that good stuff. He has all these things that everybody talks about. But he also has elite in all caps, elite weapons. Better than better than Justin Herbert's weapons. Who also has elite weapons now. But that's all I want to say. I appreciate it. Uh good call. Uh I still kind of disagree with it. Um, some of first, I think some, you know, maybe I'm not saying clearly what I'm trying to, what I'm thinking, right? Or what I'm. One of the things is this: is I'm not trying to say that Jamar Chase and Kelvin Benjamin are an apples to apples, but they are two players that had successful rookie seasons, like very successful rookie seasons, right? Is that I just don't want to sank the week. I don't want to coronate. Jamar Chase off of one season alone. That's it. Makes sense. Is that uh, the other thing is this, is that, yes, T. Higgins might have the most receiving touchdowns in Clemson history, but he's still a second-year player, right? It's like you got a rookie, a second-year receiver, and then, honestly, would you, if I said this, let's hold, all right, let's hold a draft right now. We go around the horn where we could only pick running backs. Are you picking Jim, are you picking Joe Mixon in the top 5? Uh no. I don't know about top 5, but he's top 10. Okay, okay. I mean, I mean, I mean like, he, but like, he, he may and be then close the last to point I'm going to make is this yeah. is that I understand that like is all right, maybe I didn't give maybe I didn't give them enough credit as as a surrounding cast, maybe I under sold it maybe that's a criticism i have to go back and listen to my exact words on it but what i'm trying to say is this is you put sam darnold on that team are you like you put uh anybody on that team right now and you just swap them out are you having the same like joe burrow was the it factor though like those guys had those years because of joe burrow not in spite of joe burrow but 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 what we're saying though is that like it's not like like he lifted up a bunch of no names. His offensive line was shit. That you can give him all the credit in the world. But if you look at that receiving core and Rookies. the weapons that the Bengals have, that is easily one of the best young receiving cores in the NFL, bar none. Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. And then I don't give a damn. I'm biased as hell. I am a Clemson fan. T. Higgins should have been a first round pick. That dude is a baller, has always been a baller. And I think that's the point, too. It's like, if you're talking about Justin Herbert's weapon, weapons and Joe Burrow's weapons, both of those guys that they have on both of those teams are damn good. Keen all right, Allen, I was about to say, because yeah. you better not say they're night. Because... No, 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 not at all, yeah. dude. Fucking, and Mike Williams, another badass Clemson receiver, legendary Clemson receiver. Um, dude, all those all those guys mentioned are, are you know, in, in, incredible, but... Like right now, I mean, dude. It, uh, okay, I don't even know if I'm gonna play fantasy this year, but I guarantee you, Jamar Chase is gonna be a top five pick in most everyone's fantasy league. Right. Like and, that's just goes without question. And the thing is, too, is I get what you're saying, Tony, 100. percent I I don't know if there's somebody that I would want to rely on say they're gonna be great every year, but all we have to go on is the one year they put out. They are rookies, but they put out great years. If they quit playing right now, we would have to say they were great players in the year they played. So based on the only information we have to go off of, I would have to say that he didn't lift great players like or didn't lift these players to be great. They came in expecting to be great, and they played great. You know? 
uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah, I guess like they've only done what they've been billed to do. Right. Um, all right, let's go to the. I gotta stop exiting out of this. I was looking up the Robbie Anderson. I wonder if he's been blocked again. <laughs> What's going on, C three? It's Anthony. You already know I be calling in like every week. Anthony, what's Man, up? The first thing I gotta say is the Texans pulled out the biggest hike in NFL history. They acquired three first round picks, a fourth and a third for a sex offender and a six. Okay. Us as Panther fans, we would be banging our heads like the Browns right now. And I'm thank God we did it. You know, I honestly this makes me grateful more for Sam Darnold. No, I'm just I'm just kidding with that part. But in all honesty, thank God we did not trade <laughs> for Deshaun Watson because we would be in this situation too. I love the show, guys. Hopefully Matt Corral can beat out Sam in trading camp so we don't have to trade for Baker Midfield. I feel like uh, I was the one masseuse that did not get it to the face from Deshaun Watson after this. It's like the Panthers miss it missed us, whether it be uh, thank goodness. Imagine that. Imagine the if this turns out to continue to go down this course. The Browns could be set back for a decade. Dude, I just I don't think that they, I, I I just think that they're gonna get away with it, man. I think that so if Deshaun doesn't play, there's no way that they're gonna be and maybe I'm just being cynical because I know how much rich billionaires and corporations get away with shit. But if he never plays another like let's just say, right, hypothetically, that he never played another snap of football. Like, do you honestly think the Browns are not only going to have to pay him all that money, but on top of that, lose out on all those first-round picks for a player <laughs> that isn't going to play for them? Like, dude, I just know they're going to find some kind of legalese loophole bullshit to get them out of it, man. And maybe I'm, you know, wrong in this, but I don't know. I, it's 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 a definitely if you're Deshaun Watson. You continue to look worse day in and day out, man. Well, we kind of buried the lead on this one a little bit. What? What? I, I, I'm out of the loop. What is some new stuff come out? Is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, oh no, so I'm missing stuff. there was okay, like a twenty, like twenty three and twenty four accuser hit the news last week. Uh huh. And uh, then this is again something I've said a lot on this show is just because people are in positions of power and authority or important positions in society don't believe that they're good at what they do necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, So like a lot of people will be like, they'll tell this to Cody. They'll be like, well, the other GMs don't think that way. And they know football. Like they got their GMs. Well, Rusty, what's his name? The Rusty uh, Harden. Harden. Yeah. Rusty Harden. He came, he went on a radio show, Greg, and he concluded his. Yes, yes. If we could play this. So then, this, his lawyer may have set him back farther than anything that he has actually done. Oh, no. Yeah. 
I mean, it's like Amber Heard PR company stuff. All right, check this out. I don't know how many men are out there. This is Deshaun's attorney, by the way, mind you. Now that have had a massage that perhaps occasionally there was a happy ending. All right. Maybe there's nobody in your listening audience that that ever happened to. I do want to point out if it has happened, it's not a crime. Okay. Unless you are paying somebody extra or so to give you some type of sexual activity, it's not a crime. And what? so, at the end of the day, uh, that's another thing that would affect conduct. Doing something or saying something or being a way that makes you uncomfortable is not a crime. And so, we yeah, had grand juries find that, and nobody seems to want to listen. Did he say doing something or saying something that makes somebody uncomfortable? He basically just said it's not illegal to get a hand to Sandy at the end of your at the end of your massage therapy, dude. And, Which uh, I um, think is. I, yeah, I think yeah, for sure. Is, yeah, for sure, it's illegal. I think it is. Like, is that? Is like, oh, it's like, oh, but as long as they don't charge you extra, so yeah, you'd be like, well, I just paid for the massage. Two hundred dollars, but <laughs> if you want to consent to, it was just like that. He came oh on and gosh. said that, Greg. Greg, he said like that's his attorney. What? And Why? isn't that yeah, ultimately saying that this all happened to? It, it, well, he, that's what uh, he's doing. He's setting a seed for basically when it comes into play that it did happen. Well, look, it's not a crime. Like we established he's this, like, we're setting a president, trying to set a president. Like, I think we need to set a here. We all guys here. We all know that you're hoping for a happy ending when you get a massage. <laughs> Hold on. Here's the thing is Deshaun Watson has never declined the idea that these things happened. He has always declined that they were not consensual. So that has right. been his argument. Mm -hmm. And that's what his attorney is arguing here is that this is what these acts were consensual. You know, they weren't a part of a business transaction where they said, all right, give me extra money and I'm going to, I'll, you know, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll deep throat that shit. You know I what I'm saying? Like, that's how it works. So, you, so I literally can go to a, a legitimate massage therapist and make some overt actions and potentially get a happy ending and it just be totally legal. Yeah, dude. <laughs> he said, "Yeah, but damn, I've been, like, I've been totally holding back this yeah, whole time, <laughs> dude. I mean, look, man. Uh, yeah, if you're, but that's his attorney. Like, right literally, like, now, you have done nothing but invite more hell. Which apparently, two women filed extra claims because." The attorney went out and said this. Yes, yes, that is that's like all of a sudden just inviting everybody off the street. Number one, that's like the opposite. When the attorney always says, "Do less talking, talk less," like you're like, "Hey, bud, can you stop going on the radio?" Right. Rusty? Don't say that. <laughs> and then uh, on top of that is like I like to think about this: is do you remember when the Browns had that press conference with Deshaun? It's like totally awful, like a just awful. And they're like, we're very confident that we've had an exhaustive process in vetting all of this. And then it's like, well, did you call his attorney? Because he's like, hey, man, uh, you ever gotten a happy ending? It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> hey, like, it's just like, God.
And dude, the yeah. Texans were giving out NDAs for for them to to sign. Like, dude, it goes crazy. And then they were able to dig into the the deposition. Um, and dude, it's actually crazy because uh, the the lawyer goes, "Can you explain why you reached out to her on Instagram rather than just using a therapist you used before?" It's like I need massage therapy. He's like, "Okay, but you could have called someone that you used before, right?" He said, yeah, I could have. He said, yeah, but you didn't. He's like, no, I did not. Uh, you could have used the Texans, right? Definitely possible. But you didn't, did you? I did not. And then uh, later on, I find it was funny. Because, like, you know, he didn't care what their level of, uh, you know, uh, technical skill was in him and them being a massage therapist. And he goes on to point that out, too. He's like, at no point in time was their skill level ever a priority. Is that you just wanted a massage? And it was like, eh, yeah, their skill level wasn't a priority. But I basically saying I didn't care. I just wanted another different woman. All right, let's go to the next call. There's two calls, and then I gotta go. We gotta wrap this up. My wife is saying we're on vacation. She's saying, "What's up, C3? It's Anthony again. This is part two of my call. I completely forgot. To... I was watching." Um four-man rush, and they were doing an interview with Jonathan M. Alexander, and they were asking him a lot of good questions just because, you know, he, he gets to the inside, and he knows a lot of people close to Tepper. He asked, there's just one question that really stood out to me, and he was talking about the five-year plan with Rule and David Tepper. My personal opinion is, is that I think David Tepper is putting as much pressure as he can on that rule because he told him about the five-year plan when they first signed that rule. So I don't think that David Tepper is going to want to wait two more years if we suck again to fire this man. Like I And Jonathan Alexander made a good point. He said he thinks that it'll even take eight to nine wins for rule to stay. And listen, as a Panthers fan, don't want us to lose because you know who wants to lose that's not called being a fan of something if you're hoping for the worst but there are a lot of fans that do want us want us to find our franchise quarterback so you know it's been crazy when you look at our team compared to other teams the amount of drama and stuff floating around our team just because we don't know who the quarterback position is but let me tell you something right now man i don't give a damn if we're paying sam darnold 18 million dollars if Matt Corral was, if he's two times better than him, then man, we need to start Matt Corral because us Panther fans are sick of mediocrity. We're sick of the five-win season. You know, we want to at least see improvement. And like I say before, when we had Cam, I never went into a season thinking this was a losing season because we had our franchise dude. And the truth of the matter is, Cam meant so much to us that now since we don't have that guaranteed 100% dude, a lot of fans are freaking out and a lot of fans are aborting ship. Well, I'm just here to say that we all can either abort ship or, or stay on the ship together is what I'm saying. You know, this season's going to be really, really interesting to see how this all plays out with the new line and obviously the quarterback situation. I think our defense is still good enough if our offense can produce to win games. So I just wanted to say that 
I also really think that, you know, no one's going to like this take, but I'll still stand, stand by it, even if CMC does. I feel like if CMC played the slot position for us, we could have Deont- Dante Mormon and Trouble Hub. That's it. Uh, that's the call. Comment on it. Uh, I got to get my charger before my laptop does. Great call about Panther yeah. fans and how we felt about having a franchise quarterback and just how much different you feel going into a season having that position secured. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and being absolutely right about how we're tired of mediocrity. You're right, you're right, man. It just sucks because in order to not have mediocrity this year is probably going to equal Matt Rule being here longer. So it's 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 a which do you want more? You know, one more year being bad doesn't guarantee Matt Rule leaves, but one, but the next year, next year being good almost guarantees he stays. You know, the land yeah. without a quarterback is a terrible place to live at. Yeah, yeah we've been 100%. living in it, bro. That's been all living I live in it since at. 2017. That's the only right. thing we do, man. Traverse right. these lands. Half a decade, boys. Let's think about that. Last call. Hey guys, it's the crowd that makes them howl, aka Joey the Blind Panther. Um, I want to talk about two things. First is the, what do I think about the new cheerleader? Well, first of all, I'm not going to say what I think about transgendered people in general. Not that, like, I harbor any ill will towards them, but, you know, being blind, I would like to, um, be able to trust that the girl I take to the room is actually a girl. But um, cheerleading has don't. never been decided on whether it's a it's a men's or women's sport. Like, men and women can be on the same team. So therefore, it doesn't affect anyone's sports. So I'm fine with it. I just hope it was based on merit and not the fact that, oh, she wasn't born a woman, but she's a woman. Agreed. Uh, and the other thing is about that bankruptcy. I'm not pissed that he declared bankruptcy, but I'm concerned because he he's such a big baller, David Tepper. He works with the city council of Charlotte. He works with, you know, all these people, and he's making all these decisions that could impact people. Like, he has this, he has these ambitions to develop the area around the new train station in Charlotte. And if he's having to declare bankruptcy because his developments are not going right, like he had, Rock Hill wasn't the first one. He had something go wrong with the Eastland Mall site. Charlotte FC was supposed to have their headquarters in the old Eastland Mall. That didn't happen. What happened there? Now he's got Rock Hill. What happened there? And he's filing bankruptcy. So I'm not mad that he filed bankruptcy. I'm just concerned that, well, it's this dude that's going to be responsible for developing this area of downtown Charlotte and kind of a dead area, really, having walked through there. Like, I'm concerned as, okay, is this guy really a, is, does this guy know what he's doing? That's where my concern comes from. Anyway, guys. Wow, wow, wow. David Tepper does not inspire confidence. And I think that's safe to say nowadays, everyone has to earn it. Everyone. You know, Greg was just saying, if the Panthers do good this year, then that means that, you know, it it means we're extending Matt Rule 
a little bit longer. Well, dude, if we can get some legit Panther W's, it's like, hey, I'd rather have that, you know? Right. Um, and it's the same thing with David Tepper. Like, he's going to continue to have this bad reputation until the Panthers can get good. Like, everybody was talking one time about the Chargers owner, how terrible they were, and how the Rams owner is so terrible. But it's like now those teams are looking up, and now no one gives a shit. No one talks about that stuff anymore. Right. So the shit turns on the dime. Everything. Like we at one point praised the hell out of, out of uh, David Gettleman, or uh, yeah, and uh, and now we're in this situation where we hate him. Right? There's different avenues. Yeah, I mean, I I had Dave Gettleman for president at one point on my Twitter handle. Go back and watch uh, to the people that are talking about the David Gettleman discussion. Go back and watch the podcast from two weeks ago. Uh, the one that's got the Devontae Adams uh, remembers that he the Panthers passed on him. Um, a lot of the comments that they're talking about in the comment section, we talked about like those draft picks, some of the successes, some of the failures of that era. Um, yeah, I mean, winning solves it all, dude. You know, yeah. that's why, like, look, that's why Watson can get away like if he was a fifth round pick and a cornerback, nobody would give us, you know, he would be out of football. It's like, right. that's why it's like the hardest position, the most valuable. And you put up with a lot. It's almost with, you know, I felt like that with cam is like, or with cam is like now the play doesn't match the persona anymore. Right. And so like, it just doesn't come with the reward that, I don't know. It's kind of, I don't want to get back into that, but um, that's all I got for tonight. Other than the ice up yep. picks, you guys have, I mean, anything else you really need to talk about? No, nah, I think that's it, man. We did a good okay. show. We'll get out of here in the, a rare two hour podcast. I know um, it takes me traveling and my wife, even I told, told my wife, I said, this well, it shouldn't be a long one. We don't have a lot to talk about two hours later. We're still here though. Um, but still, that's what we're here for. We're for the long form, deep discussion about all every everything to talk about. Oh, do you think that that picture you put up of the new cheerleader is that the angle, or is that person's legs really three quarters of their body? No, she has legs like Cam Newton. They're like big, <laughs> like it's like they don't match her body. Pretty the rest of the body It's like the torso yeah, is so she... tiny, and this legs it's like a little body on these long stilts. Um, all right, that's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com, where every Tuesday night we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. The last segment of the show is where we ice somebody up. We tell them to toughen up, get it together. It's our homage to Steve Smith, and this is where uh, everybody is fair game. You get to pick anything out in life that you want to call out. Uh, and even sometimes we do reverse ice ups and celebrate some things, I guess, sometimes. But anybody got anything that's irking them about the world? Yeah, I do. Quit thinking that monkeys and orangutans are cute and shit, dude. They are as strong as superheroes. Uh, okay, dude, did you know how easily and nothing terrible happens here? But just, just imagine how terrified you would be in this moment, dude. People have no idea how strong an orangutan is, dude. And this orangutan will just not let this dude go, man. And he's got him. And he's pulling on him. Listen to how scared he is. He is scared. He is terrified. He is so 
he is so terrified and dude i don't people think that just because chimps and orangutans that they're really cute that they won't absolutely fuck your shit up dude did you hear about that lady that got killed in her house by one this was a yeah, few years dude. ago yeah dude they dude uh, 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 an ape an orangutan dude they will rip your shit apart in a blink so to the idiot who thinks it's okay to just like go up to the cage and like put your hands out in front of them like dude you deserve every single bit of what happened to you next man so to people like there, there's an even worse one of someone putting his finger in a lion's cage oh, Messing with the lion and then gets his finger ripped off. Of course, like, dude, mm. you play dumb games, you win stupid prizes. So, mm. all right, who else up. has got to ice up? Uh, I'll go real quick. Uh, let me share this screen real quick. Uh, okay, I, I mine just real quick on some gun control issues and just the things that people put out there about guns. And I'm not arguing about how guns need to be controlled, and all this stuff, but I just want to put out there stuff that is is misinformation. To, to guide people in the wrong direction if you're not aware about guns or don't think about it if you want to share this. Um, I saw this picture the other day, and it's uh, shooting a deer with a bolt-action 30-06, and it just shows the deer standing up and then kind of laying down. And then shooting a deer with a semi-auto 5.56, and it shows the deer right here, and then just an explosion. I didn't grab the ammunition out of my gun cabinet, but I wanted to grab these, these two rounds for y'all to show y'all the difference between a 5.56 round and a 30-06 round. Because... This is not the way these things work. They're playing word games with you here because they put semi-automatic and assault rifle. And they try to make people think that because it says semi-automatic and assault rifle, it's automatically deadly. Well, let me tell you something. Every single weapon there is out there, every single gun except for a single action revolver, a pump action shotgun, or a bolt action rifle is semi-automatic. Every single one of them. All it means is that when you pull the trigger... It fires. That's all it means. It fires one round when you pull the trigger. Every single gun except for fully automatics and those that I just mentioned are like that. Okay? So they say that to try to make you scared. Semi-automatic is terrible. It's not. Guns are semi-automatic. Period. Almost all of them. Okay? And a 5.56 round is a very small round. You can do much more damage with a shotgun shell than you can with a 5.56 round. The reason the military uses 5.56 rounds is because they're cheap and easy to make. That's why they use them, because they're accurate at long distances. Okay, It has nothing to do with how terrible this bullet is and how horrible it can kill people. All bullets can kill people. But but they portray these images to people of semi-automatic and assault rifle. Assault rifle is just a name. It's just a cool name the military gave it because they use it in the military. doesn't mean anything else. It doesn't mean that it's more lethal than anything else. I just don't like the way uninformed people like our president put information out there to try to teach people about guns and have no idea what they're talking about. Yes, there are issues with guns that suck. 99% of people who own guns are good people, though. That's all there is to it. And guess what? Banning guns is not going to stop gun violence. Doesn't stop speeding. Doesn't stop people from using drugs. Doesn't stop rape. Doesn't stop assault. Doesn't stop burglaries. Doesn't stop arson. Doesn't stop murder. All those are illegal too. 
it and it makes sure that only the good guys, <laughs> yeah. only the bad guys, would have exactly guns you because they're going to the, get them through illegal means anyway. When you take away guns, the only people that have them are cops and bad people. Listen, the technology to make a gun is out there. It's very simple to do. You can people have figured it out. Now. When you make it illegal, all people have to do is buy a gun to make it illegal to, to you to or buy the stuff they want to to make a gun. You can make well, other things that aren't guns into guns. Then we should just legalize everything. That's not no. Well, I don't think you should legalize everything. Say, the problem is not with a gun itself. It's not with the laws that are out there for guns. It's the problem is the laws not being enforced. Okay, there's a reason why places like Chicago, who have the strictest gun laws in the country, have the highest rate of gun. Uh, well, violence. that's because we also you know? are in a, comp- a country where there's access to guns in a near proximity. I just but, think but this as is long that, as like, regulations are followed like they're supposed to be, though, then then that prevents these things from happening. Not 100. percent It's never going to be 100. percent It's not going to. Yeah, happen, is that know? uh um the one thing I will take issue with is the assault rifle term, right? Is I do I just like let's not confuse assault rifles with hunting weapons, though. But no, no, that that's, that's the problem. That's the issue right there. Is that 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 that's what they're trying to tell you? An assault rifle. A five-five-six round assault rifle can do a lot less damage than a lot of those. Well, it's not less damage. It's just that gun is not made to go hunting. And AR, I agree. And you, and nobody hunts with an AR. I hate when people People are like, "Oh, well, like, how am I going to hunt deer without my like my close range, you know, like meant for urban combat gun?" But it's Um, meant for. It's just not a hunting rifle, which is fine. (laughs) Like, I don't know what the answer is, but. I don't think it's as simple as saying either that if it was illegal, then only people that then only bad people would have them. Like, I mean, I think it's a little bit more nuanced than that, but I don't think we should outlaw. I just think that, like, I don't know what the answer is, but um, the messaging is a big deal. Like you said, the messaging and it gets lost. Um, CK, you got something for us? Um, I don't have anything. I'll just make a, a short comment on that. Um, I am a, uh... I'm not in complete disagreement with uh, some of the things that uh, Greg says. I personally don't think the argument about hunting is a valid one. I think the majority of people, if you ask from a logical standpoint why you would need it, it's because our government has guns that are even far more superior to that. And uh, and if there's anything we've learned over the past uh, three years is that we're one freedom away from the government being able to take all of our rights, right? You know, it's mm-hmm. just they... they they often take freedoms and rarely give them back. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so uh, that's, that's kind of my mindset is, is, I mean, listen, am I ready to go to arms with the government? No, but uh, let's be real about it. It's going to be a lot harder to overthrow a tyrannical, a tyrant, a tyranny or uh, tyrannical government. If I could speak right, today, Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a tyrannical <laughs> government with, uh, with pistols or hunting rifles oh, when you're facing uh, automatic ARs. And can, well, I, true, can I just say true, too? But you know what? Is you ain't overthrowing the like the, the oh, old no. days of the militia men running out there and up. No, not at all. No, no, no. Hold on. Can I just say too, real quick? Oh, real quick. With this picture yeah. I showed with the deer. I'm not suggesting that people use ARs to go hunting because anybody who's a hunter, you don't use the damn AR to go hunting. You can you can use a gun and shoot a gun as a sport, too. It can be fun. People do it with archery. People do it with dark. People have all kinds of things they do as a sport. It doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. And you can enjoy things that can be dangerous. You know? 
So, so I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just, I just didn't want y'all to think that I was doing that. Ninety percent of gun owners were good people. Yeah, and most I people gotta, guns are I good. I gotta people. agree. I think ninety percent of people who get massages at parlors are good people. You're probably but only ten percent right. of them are asking for happy endings at the end, and they ruin a good massage for everybody. You're right. Take it. No, um, my ice up pick is so ice up to misinformation, right? With the the gun discussion, and like let's actually have the real honest discussion rather than these hyperbole hyperbole type things. My ice up pick goes to the reality that pretty people have an easier life than everybody else. It's true, folks. If you are pretty, you have an advantage in life. We're in Helen, Georgia, in the mountains of Georgia. One of the things that they do in this little town is they go tubing on the Chattahoochee and they just get a bunch of people just get in inflatable donuts and float down this lazy river for two miles. What a lazy river. It's, It's not like, I mean, it's a river. It does. It has some of my wife's over here going, it's not a lazy river. It's a real river. It's the Chattahoochee. But it's like this, is that you get stuck a lot. I will tell you this, is if you ever go tubing, don't tether yourself to anybody, right? Like, that's the first thing, is the people that get stuck are always connected to other people. And the more people you're t- connected to, the more chances you get stuck. Right. But we were sitting there eating an appetizer, overlooking the river where all these people float by. And I got to say, man, the entitlement of pretty people was just so annoying. Is every time we saw every people, everybody got stuck, right? Stuck, stuck, stuck. The person who was physically more attractive didn't do shit. They just sat there and they made the other person get them out of the out of the problem every single time. And so to the point we go here. Is that we're sitting there? I was going, look, let's go. And then the one time, so one time, so it wasn't even a gender thing. One time, it was a guy with two girls, and the guy was the more physically attractive person than the two girls. It was two busted-looking girls, and he sat there. Miranda goes, man, he just lifts his flip flops out of the water. He won't do it shit. He was like, this ain't even get wet. Like, if you are pretty, you are entitled, and the world is easier. And now I will say, ice up. To that reality that we live in and if you think yeah, you're pretty, well, i saw this one time this one time this guy Miranda goes well what about that guy he made his girlfriend i said he thinks he's prettier than he is <laughs> he <won't do> it. <laughs> man it was ridiculous uh they so, are pretty though aren't they shit god it was so funny it was like these were some girls they would just be like i ain't doing shit like i mean they're both stuck like you should be working together. This one girl, these one girls had a selfie challenge to figure out who was more pretty to see who had to get them unstuck. It was crazy. Um, Isa. Yep. We need to pray um, for our young people, man. They're sick. Pray, They're growing up twisted. There is an article. Somebody. There is a real correlation to this. This lady won like a a big prize for journalism. Forget the name of the prize. But she wrote this uh, study about people in Kentucky, and it was called Poor Teeth. And it was like how people who have fucked up teeth, actually their teeth prevent them from having success. Like there's like a socioeconomic link to their teeth. 
and their teeth then send them into a death spiral of poverty even more. Oh no. Right. So like they're they have bad teeth because they're poor, but then they can't get out of poverty because they got bad teeth. Poor <laughs> yeah. teeth. I know. Crazy. All right. Yeah. Uh that's the C3 <laughs> Panthers podcast. My name's Tony Dunn. You can follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. Um Cody Lack, where can they get after you? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. Um, every Friday at 7 p.m., your opportunity to join the show on the Friday free-for-all. Uh, anyone can join. Come on the stream yard. We'll let you talk about the Panthers and uh, have a good-ass time, man. Uh, CK, <laughs> can they get after you? Uh, you can get, me, get oh, after yeah. me on all the social medias, uh, Twitter, uh, the Facebooks, the um you know uh youtube you can find me at codizzle allen uh try to put content out try to you know find a way to make that uh make that work and uh the, the current busy life that we all tend to lead um yeah go uh shoot me a follow greg where can they get you yeah man check me out at the bat daddy 52 on twitter is my personal handle uh check out my show uh geeks chasing squirrels across the multiverse we go live very shortly after the uh friday free-for-all on friday to see a lot of y'all showing up there from the friday free-for-all i appreciate that but come check it out man we talk television shows movies comics all kinds of different stuff see I the boys come on anytime you talk about the boys well, we're definitely Anytime. talking the boys this week. Obi Wan, uh, deeper dive into Maverick, uh, and then you know we got all kinds of stuff coming up. Umbrella Academy, Thor: Love and Thunder, Miss Marvel. It's it's endless. All the stuff coming up. So all right, if I'm back yeah. from, uh, we're traveling back on Friday, so if I'm back in time, I'm coming on. Definitely. All right. Yeah. All right. Take us out of here, Cody. All right, Panther Nation. Until next time. Keep pounding. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.